Hello, everybody, and welcome to the newest edition of the All Sports uh, Talk Podcast. I am your host, Juan Rodriguez. I know I've been off for a little bit, but uh, things come up. You know, I want to thank everybody for the well wishes. Everything's okay. It's just, you know, we're trying to do a new things around here. So, you know, uh, we're going to try to make it weekly or daily every day, you know, to get you some new episodes, everything. You know, so I do apologize for that, but we are back. Everything's good to go. So let's just dive right into it. I missed you guys. I'm ready to talk sports with you guys again. As like I said, just things happen, but everything's okay. I want to thank everybody for the well wishes. So let's right dive right into it with some NBA action. First off, we got the Bulls and Pacers in a very tight contested matchup. Bulls ended up winning 120-112 in overtime. Zach Levine with 30 points, 9 rebounds, 3 assists. That was the star player of the game. Really good tight uh, contested matchup. You know, went into overtime, back and forth. It's just nobody can stop Zach Levine. Uh, that was the difference maker in tonight's in uh, that game. Next up, we got the Rockets taking on the Wizards. The Wizards ended up winning 131-119. Bradley Beal, he's finally getting the recognition he deserves. After, you know, putting up amazing points just a little while ago. And now he was the star of the game. 37 points, 8 rebounds, 3 assists. Wizards get the win. Rockets keep tumbling. Next up, we got the Hawks and Knicks. And uh, the Knicks ended up winning 123-112. And that was due to part of what should be now the 6th man of the year candidate, Julius Randle. Showing some of that uh, first round talent so that he got drafted all those years ago. 44 points, 9 rebounds, 5 assists. Uh, that's 6 men of the material right there. But I'm pretty sure shortly he'll probably start soon. So we'll see how that goes. Next up, we got the 76ers taking on the Jazz. Uh, really, just one player just made a difference in this game. Jordan Clarkson with 40 points. <laughs> I mean, the dude is just a score. The dude can just score anywhere. So... The dude can just go flat out ball. Next up, we got the Cavs and Warriors. Warriors ended up winning 129.98. The Warriors just got blown out by Brooklyn a couple nights ago, so it's kind of good to see them, you know, kind of winning this one, doing a bounce back. Steph Curry again, being Steph Curry. 36 points, 2 rebounds, 6 assists. Next up, we got the Heat taking on the Clippers. Uh, 125, 118 Clippers ended up winning that one. Marcus Morris, 32 points, 3 rebounds, 2 assists. Next though, we got the Nets taking on the Kings. Nets ended up winning 136, 125. Kyrie Irving, 30 points. 40 points, I'm sorry. 40 points, 4 rebounds, 3 assists. James Harden, 5th uh, triple-double with Brooklyn this year. 30, 29 points, 13 rebounds, 14 assists. So, you know, what can I say? Just some good NBA action all around. Uh, teams are starting to separate themselves now from who's going to go into the playoffs and who's looking like it's going to be another lost season. It's going to be a lost season for them. All-star breaks here in a couple weeks. So really, this is going to be the time of the year where teams are going to start realizing that you're either going to make the playoffs or you're not going to make the playoffs. But the big news of the day, the big news of the day comes in the form of one Anthony Davis. So he left 
Sunday's game against the Denver Nuggets, where the Lakers ended up losing to Denver. Uh, he got he will be reevaluated re in two to three weeks. Uh, so what they're calling it is a calf strain. They're calling it a calf strain. Uh, first, first and foremost, I do not know. I did not know the exterior of it, but the good sign for Laker fans out there is that there are no signs of rupture of the right Achilles tendon where it was injured. So this is huge. This is going to be huge, and this is going to be a test to the Lakers in general. We all know Anthony Davis is the best Laker on the team. Yeah, I know LeBron's on the team and all that. I get it, but Anthony Davis is the best Laker on the team. With this injury now, it's really going to hurt the Lakers in the regular season. I still expect the Lakers to make the playoffs. They still have LeBron. They still have everything that they need to do to make it to the playoffs. Now, the question is if Anthony Davis is going to be healthy enough to get to come back for the Lakers run in the playoffs. That's going to be the key thing. If I'm the Lakers, I did not I do not know why you put Anthony Davis out there knowing the severity of his injury at that point. If nobody knew the severity of his right Achilles tendon, you know, what tendonitis and the strain in his calf and you made him go out there and play. That's on the team doctors. I'm sorry. But right now, the way I see it for the Lakers, they have enough. They have LeBron. That's enough to get into the playoffs. That's enough. They need a healthy AD to go far into the playoffs, though. So that's going to be the key thing there. So he's going to miss time. And if I'm the Lakers, I just say, hey, if we make the playoffs, that's when we'll bring you back in. Until then, I will not even mess. I will not even mess with fate, temp with fate, you know, screw yourselves out of a run. I would literally just put it to the point right now where sit AD for the rest of the year. And if he's healthy enough to come back into the playoffs, then bring him back. That's what I would do. And... Lastly, for some NBA talk, I was watching a show the other day. Uh, very well-known guy, very well-known guy. I'm not going to put his name out there, you know, but I'm pretty sure you'll know who it is after I'm talking to. So I was listening to a show. I was watching it on the on my phone and everything, and I realized he said something that kind of caught me off guard, that he wanted to apologize to a one Damian Lillard. He wanted to apologize because he didn't realize the clutchness of Damian Lillard. Now, mind you, this is the same guy who was busting Mike Mayock's, uh, pretty much he was busting Mike Mayock's balls of why he got a general manager job. You know, being a TV draft guru. And he was complaining and talking about privilege I'm saying, well, when is it going to be my turn to be a general manager of the NBA? I cover the NBA, and when is it going to be my turn? Well, he went on the air yesterday, on Monday, President's Day, and he apologized to Damian Lillard, saying, I am so sorry that you have not received the credit that you have received, and I am sorry that I have not covered and understood where you're coming from. Pretty much saying he did. he's so sorry that he doesn't get the recognition from him. Where the hell has this man been? Damian Lillard has been doing this for almost the better part of the decade. 
He's been doing this clutch after clutch shot after clutch shot after clutch shot after clutch shot. He's been doing this. And this man covers the NBA, has his morning show on ESPN, has his radio show on ESPN, has his own show on ES- on Disney Plus with ESPN Plus. And this man is saying that he is so sorry that he didn't recognize the talent of Damian Lillard. And then you wonder why people stop listening to you after a while. Why people just get so aggravated when you start bringing up certain topics that we're not going to get into today. You want to be a general manager of the NBA. Because you were busting Mike Mayock's balls for being a general manager on TV. And he got a job with the Raiders being the general manager. But you want to be an NBA general manager. And you want to apologize for not getting, not giving Damian Lillard the credit. And not showing the recognition that he's been doing for the better part of the decade. He has more game winners than Steph Curry. Oh, but that's right. You only see people that win championships. You don't cover the whole aspect of the NBA. I get it now. But you call yourself an NBA analyst. So the next time you want to ask, why don't you have a general manager job in the NBA? And next time you want to say, well, Mike Mayo got it because of, you know, privilege. No, it's not because of privilege. It's because that's what he did for a living. You just cover certain aspects of the NBA. Just certain ones. So, that's my take on it. Uh, He should just probably just, in, in a sense, just, you know, kill your general manager dream job. Because after Monday, that killed any chance of you ever becoming a general manager. So... Let's move on to some hockey uh, before we get to our last story of the night, which is going to be pretty rough for Houston fans, so hang in there. So for hockey, we got some Ducks and Sharks. The Ducks travel to San Jose. 3-2, the Sharks dominated in the second quarter with two goals. Ducks got one in the third, but it just wasn't enough. Good effort, but the Sharks ended up with the three points. Now this is the type of hockey I love. Blue-collar defensive hockey. Blue zero, Coyotes one. That's the type of hockey matches I love. I love that. Three two's okay, but zero one, that's when you know you got a good game. Defensive back and forth. It's really fun. Islander Sabres. Islanders ended up winning three one. They were just too much for Buffalo. Buffalo just had no answer in this case. Next up we got the Senators and Maple Leafs. That game ended up having to go to overtime. Senators ended up winning 6-5. You know, offensive battle, not really defense in this one, as you can tell, with 11 goals being scored. But Senators got the better of the Maple Leafs. That's a huge win right there. Uh, As we mentioned, you know, hockey now, it's getting to the same point as the NBA. Some teams are starting to look forward to next year, and some teams are trying to make a playoff push. So we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Next up, we got the Blue Jackets and the Hurricanes. The Hurricanes win 7-3. Blue Jackets just looked way out of sync tonight. Their third line was rushed. Their offensive play was sloppy. And their defense was just unbearable. Uh, 
I it's hard. Yeah, I know it's the goalie's job to stop the goals, but at the same time, when you're getting no help from your last line of defense and the Hurricanes are just swarming the net, it's pretty hard for any goalie to try to make a good game out of it. Next up, we got the Panthers and Lightning. Panthers with a huge win over the, a Stanley Cup favorite. Panthers win it up 6-4. It was just a bad night for the Lightning. The Panthers, though, great win. You got to give them the credit. This is the win that they need to keep developing, to keep pursuing the young guys, to keep going at it. And pretty soon, they should be a solid team down the road. Now, I don't know if they'll have enough talent to maybe compete for the playoffs, but if they keep drafting the way they do, I think they can build a formidable team to where maybe they can start competing for playoff spots. Next up, we got the Blackhawks and Red Wings. Blackhawks ended up winning 3-2. Good game. You know, same thing as the Shark Ducks. Blackhawks just kind of got a better of them in the second. The Red Wings tried to come back in the third. It just wasn't enough. They were doing everything they can, but it just wasn't enough. Jets-Oilers, another another offensive battle there. Jets ended up winning 6-5 over the Oilers. Just, you know, back and forth. It was you score, I score, you score. We'll score a few, and then you come back, and that's how it is. Flames Canucks, that game went into overtime. Flames ended up winning 4-3. Great game. And if uh, you're hearing a dog in the background right now, I do apologize. (laughs) I do apologize for that because, you know, they hear me, and they just want to see what I'm doing, but they know I'm busy, so they're just going to keep barking. So I do apologize for that if you can't hear that in the background. So, and like I said, Flames ended up winning 4-3 in overtime. Uh, they Canucks got to pick up a point, which is good for them to keep building the momentum that they were having. So now it's all about trying to come back from it. So, a lot of hockey. A lot of hockey left. But as you said, you know, as we said, you know, the season's about to start winding down here a little bit. So, it's going to be interesting to see how... These teams respond because the playoff format's going to be different. Everything's going to be different. And I can't wait to see how it goes. I can't wait to see how it goes. I just hope that hopefully with this whole COVID-19 issue, hopefully um, the Canadian teams don't have to, you know, be on an unfair advantage during the playoffs because it's already hard to get in the playoffs and it's already hard to win. But now when you add the disadvantage, hopefully the NHL does the right thing and makes it uh, even keel for all the teams that do get into the playoffs this year. So well, hopefully um, the NHL does listen to that. And lastly, let's get to the biggest news of the NFL. It's already been a week. Super Bowl is over. The Buccaneers won. But business never stops in the NFL. That's the one thing about the NFL's offseason. It just never stops. It never stops. And... We had our big, our first big release. We've already got our big first trade so far with Matthew Stafford and Jared Goff. Uh, but the te- uh, we already got our first release of the year when the new league year starts. Um, the Houston Texans and the uh, and JJ Watt they have mutually agreed it to part ways. Uh, look. I know it's been a long time since Detroit's won a playoff game, since the Raiders have won a playoff game. You know, a lot of franchises kind of been snake bitten over the years. But the Houston Texans, they've just had uh, a f- few off seasons now where it's 
it's kind of unbearable to watch. It's kind of hard not to be upset if you're a Houston Texans fan. Let's go back. So, they played... We got to go back to when Deshaun Watson was still under the rookie contract. They played the Indianapolis Colts. The Indianapolis Colts destroyed them. Just destroyed them. And it was, man, hopefully they can come back from this and they learn from their mistakes. But there was kind of hope there. Then, you know, Bill O'Brien decided to do some Bill O'Brien things. And it's like, okay, well, he's won with us and we've won with him. So let's just give it a shot. Following year, you know, they beat the Bills in the playoffs. Uh, they had they took a 24-point lead over the Kansas City Chiefs in the divisional round. Everything was going great for Houston. Just going great. It was amazing. They ended up losing that lead. And Kansas City ended up winning the Super Bowl that year. Then they just... From there, it was just one crapshoot after the other. So they signed Deshaun Watson to a mega extension. To a contract extension. So it felt like Deshaun was going to be the Texans quarterback. You know the franchise quarterback for years. And why wouldn't he? He's proven that he's won. He has no line help. He had the best wide receiver at the game. I said had. Because we're going to get to that. And everything was going his way. The defense was playing style. Everything was going good. Why would Deshaun want to leave at this point? Let's fast forward about a few weeks later. After that extension, they realized, well, we got to strike while the iron's hot. And Bill O'Brien, being the Bill O'Briens of general managers, decided to trade away DeAndre Hopkins for peanuts. For peanuts. I think they got a fourth rounder and an injury-prone running back for DeAndre Hopkins. I was kind of upset myself being a Raider fan. We had three third rounders. That If I knew that was the price tag, I would have just offered all three. I would have just offered all three. But that's, that's not here nor there. This is about the Houston Texans. They traded away DeAndre. That was hard. That was hard for peanuts. What did Deshaun Watson do? Went on to keep playing. And what did Deshaun Watson ended up doing? Being number one in passing yards. Being a top five quarterback. With no O-line. His best wide receiver was a Will Fuller. His best running back was God who knows. No O-line help. No wide receiver help. No tight end help. No running back, no running game. He kind of had to do it all. Terrible defense. And the Texans ended up having a bad year. Fast forward to now. Deshaun Watson wants out of Houston. And why shouldn't he? Why shouldn't he? He is the best player on the Houston Texans. Now, if DeAndre was still there... It would have been a little different. J.J. Watt was probably still the best up until now. Up until now. So now Deshaun Watson wants out. And how do you reply? How do you reply to this? By mutually agreeing to let go of J.J. Watt. 
That is the Houston Texans these last three off-seasons. Last three. It is hard being a Houston Texans fan. It really is. I could not imagine the pain that these guys are suffering. And I get it. Detroit hasn't won anything in a long time. The Raiders haven't won anything in a long time. The Jets haven't won anything in a long time. A lot of teams have had bad luck recently. But if you're the Houston Texans, this feels like you're starting over again. As a whole. As a franchise again. And the Houston Texans have always had this problem. They cannot buy an offensive line. They can't do it. Remember when David Carr was the quarterback? I'm seeing the same thing now and it's 2021. It is 2021 and I'm seeing the same thing. Deshaun Watson getting beat up every single week. Every single week. But he's still hanging in there. He's tough. He's young. I understand why he wants his release. I understand why they want to trade him. And the Texans are in no position to argue with him. All he has to do, if they don't want to trade him, Kel McNair can say whatever he wants. You know, the owner of the Texans can say what he wants. That, well, we're not going to trade him. Well, you don't have to trade him. That's fine. All he has to do is show up. And guess what? You still got to pay him. So you're going to pay. Either way, you're going to pay the man. If he shows up and he knows he still has the same team. And after him, it took him, Deshaun Watson, it took a man Probably a patient man. You really have to break that man's spirit in order for him to act like this. He did everything you wanted him to do. He didn't even take the best contract you could offer him. He took one because it was team friendly and it was going to be able to re-sign players. Now he's going to start losing players. Next thing you know, he only asked, hey, just give, hear me out as far as head coachings. Hear me out and try to bring in the best head coach. At least do that. What do you end up doing? You ended up bringing a general manager who has personal issues with Deshaun. So that was your first move. Your second move, you hired a coach who has a repertoire of being one of the worst wide receiver coaches in the NFL. There was a year he was a wide receiver coach for the Kansas City Chiefs. Their star, Dwayne Bow, had zero touchdown receptions. Zero. And that's the guy you want to bring in. Then he went on to go to Baltimore. And become the passing coordinator of the Baltimore Ravens. That ranked 32nd. The worst passing game in the NFL. And that's the guy you want to bring in as a head coach. (laughs) And now you're going to release J.J. Watt. Houston, it's been tough for you. It has been tough for Houston. From Russell Westbrook leaving 
to the Astros cheating scandal, to James Harden leaving, to J.J. Watt now leaving, and now Deshaun Watson could possibly say, I want out. And as I mentioned, he only has to do, if they don't trade him, all he has to do is show up and just say, hey, I'm hurt. Because if they want to play that whole, well, he's not really hurt and we're going to find him, then that's just going to look even worse on the Texans' part. The Texans have no leverage. If I'm the Texans at this point, I would just eat the contract. You have a disgruntled player, just eat the contract and start fresh. You already screwed up by hiring a terrible decision for a head coach. You already screwed up by letting this go on longer than you could. You're screwing up by letting go of J.J. Watt. You're only savior piece for that franchise. And this is what you want to do. This is what this is the game plan the Houston Texans had for you fans heading into this offseason. All I can say is good luck to Houston. If I'm Deshaun, stick to your guns. And if they demand you to show up to training camp, just show up, get your roster bonus. You don't have to do anything. You can just sit down and just be like, hey, I'm hurt. At that point, the Texans have no leverage. The Texans are a mess. They are a dumpster fire. You thought the Eagles were bad? These guys are the dumpster fire of the NFL. So we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. And that's going to do it for today's episode, ladies and gentlemen. I want to thank everybody that's tuned in. I want to thank everybody that does support. As I mentioned earlier, top of the show, I do apologize for a little delay in shows, but we're trying to get better. And I have to do some things that is only going to make it better, but we're going to get there. We're going to get there and we're going to do big things down the road. And we're just fixing up a lot of stuff. We got some fun activities for us coming up soon. Uh, the first thing I should mention, uh, the draft, if people do know me and how I started, I started on doing YouTube channels and I talked about each team in the draft, did 32 picks. I did a whole first round mock draft. I did one video every single day. It was awesome. I had fun. And now season two is right upon us. So I'm working on that, working out a schedule, working out on some guests to join the show. Uh, next thing, I am going to need some guests. I still have some slots open available for some people. So hopefully, you know, I'm going to, you know, keep posting it. And then hopefully some people out there want to talk about their teams. I always love hearing it from people who actually follow the teams. I'm just the outside looking in. It would be nice to have people, you know, that go for the teams, join in. And well, let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. It's all in good fun. And then, you know, soon, you know, little by little, we're trying to get big. So please support this show, like the show, share it with your friends, share it with your family, share it with your loved ones. I do appreciate the ones that already do follow, checking up on me, making sure everything's okay. I do appreciate that. I also do want to thank, you know, people that are sending in the good reviews, Sending in anything, it's always fun. It's always fun to read the comments. As always, you know, we do have an Instagram page now of this show. So please follow that. And then pretty soon, you know, I'll be updating the our YouTube channel. I'll be u updating everything. So before you know it, 
we'll have some viewers, we'll have some listeners, everything's going to be fine and dandy, and we should be good to go. So until then, we will see you guys soon. We'll talk more sports soon. And other than that, you guys take care of yourself.